Hey, all. I'm so excited about this first episode of 2022 when I get to introduce you to two of the new rotating co-hosts for BRC and Friends. Laura Modico Heifetz and Amy Kim Kremis Parks. Uh, Laura is the Assistant Dean of Admissions, Vocation, and Stewardship at Vanderbilt Divinity School in Nashville, Tennessee. And Amy Kim is the Director of Formation for Children, Youth, and Their Families at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Asheville, North Carolina. We have all been friends for a long time, so preemptive apologies if we nerd out and talk in a bit of code. We're just going to say it's part of our charm. Anyway, thanks for being here, and now sit back and enjoy episode 49 with Laura Monaco Heifetz and Amy Kim Karemis Parks. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, my co hosts and I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for us to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. Well, hello, all, and welcome to this new season of BRC and Friends. Today, we have a little bit of a different format. You're going to meet a couple of the new co-hosts. And as we were just talking about before the show, we try not to use all our funny up beforehand. No pressure, but uh, we're really excited. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask Laura and Amy Kim, if you would go ahead and introduce yourself. Give the the you know, the random, boring, whatever introduction if you want, and then with all your professional things. And then and then I'm going to ask you some questions to help us get to know you even more. And these are totally unscripted people. We're just winging it because we know each other well. So I will invite uh, Amy Kim, if you would go for it. Tell us who you are. Pronounce your name for everybody. All those kind of good things. My name's Amy Kim, pronounced Amy Kim. And <laughs> last name is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is... Cremus Parks, it's pronounced Cremus Parks. Uh, go you know, I can tell when people, I can tell when people drop off the podcast. So if like they dropped off just right now, I'm like, all right, this is not a good sign. Well, you know what? I don't need to be friends with them. Okay, I'm I'm already <laughs> over it. So welcome. Oh. Um, so my preferred pronouns are she, her, or Aya, and I currently abide in Asheville, North Carolina, but originally from Salt Lake City, Utah. I serve as director of formation for children and youth and their families in a Presbyterian church here. Live with my dear partner, Justin, our son, Isaiah, who's about to graduate with God's help and all the other things, and two wonderful dogs. And we have another daughter, Natalie, who does not live with us. But I don't know if there's any more boring I could give you. So, Laura, please tell us all your boring and exciting things. Uh, Laura Mariko Heifetz. I use pronouns she, her, and hers. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, with my partner, Jessica Vasquez-Torres. If you hear someone very knowledgeable behind me, that's who that is. And whatever rescue dogs are around, uh, I work at Vanderbilt Divinity School as Assistant Dean of Admissions, Stewardship, and Vocation. Is that too Yeah, you have a long, long ass title. Well, you know what? There's know. a lot of work to be done to make sure that the world <laughs> has the leaders it needs. I have so many probably inappropriate <laughs> jokes in my head, but yes, I agree totally. I'm uh, uh, originally from the Pacific Northwest. Sorry, just wanted to put that in there. I will never be from Nashville, Tennessee. I am so sorry, but I do enjoy living here. All right, we're off to a good start. Let's get some hate in for Nashville. It's all good. I'm gonna. That's going in the show notes. And we, which one? Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and, and folks, hopefully you've been on the show. I'm Bruce Reyes Chow. I'm now in Palo Alto at First Presbyterian Church as their part-time head of staff and past senior pastor. I'm 
Uh, what do I, I have three children. One is a uh, graduate from college, two are in college, which is going to be one of my rants later. And then uh, <laughs> we are here with my spouse of, we have 31 years. We must, oh my, that is. Wow. It, I know. That's it's, a that's lot kind of, of amazing. Bless her that, heart. Uh, yeah. That's not cool. Well, we all know I mean, that is it true. It is cool. All, it actually yeah. is really cool that she has yeah, continued. <laughs> She's re-upped. Uh, I mean, over and over again. We get you in doses. She gets you all the time. <laughs> Especially now with the pandemic, you aren't even, you know, providing the space here and there. Well, I will say, you know, after 30 years in San Francisco in a two bedroom apartment and then yeah. moving into bougie land of Palo Alto, it is not a terrible place to have had to have been locked down. I mean, we have space. Mm-hmm. There are times, I mean, the, the amount of times that we text each other from other rooms now is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> We do signal video calls sometimes room to room. <laughs> we we don't do that. I, I love that you use signal video calls because you don't want anybody. You know, those calls. <laughs> the government is watching. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! All right, so here's your first question because this show is called uh, BRC and Friends. Tell me about the first time that you met me. We're going to talk about me for just a minute. Do you even remember? Laura, do you remember the first time we met? And I don't know. Um, I, I actually cannot remember, but it had to have been maybe 2000, 2001, maybe. Okay. Because, Where? oh gosh. Or was it like 2002 at your place in San Francisco? Because my parents were in the same presbytery. Or was it General Assembly? I, you know, I think it might have been General Assembly. It might have been. Mm. Okay. Why don't you guys throw some more nerdy? When were you there? Oh, I'm there. so sorry. Uh, I was a yad in 2001. So for you non-Presbyterians in the room, we all happen to be Presbyterian. We are missing Jorge today. I should, rem- rem- uh, and we'll meet you all. Get to meet Jorge. But General Assembly is our now biennial gathering of all of our the national gathering and the yads, which are now the youth. No, not the young adult advisory delegates. At one point, I was one. Amy Kim, were you ever one? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we're like the Laura was anyway. So that's, that it's is okay. true. That is true. Yeah. So I think it might have been GA. Yes, I was. Um, I knew everything and was deeply insufferable. <laughs> is my recollection. So thank you for being a really good advisor to me. You and Minda. I'm sure there were other people involved, but you and Minda Uriarte were so delightful. That's right. That is right. Yes. Now it all comes back, flooding back to me. That's right. Uh, Amy Kim, how did we meet? Where was the first time we met? Uh, it would have been 1992 or three. Okay. At Montreat. So that was, Montreat was where we met. And Montreat, y'all, yes. is a Presbyterian Conference Center that a lot of Presbyterians go to. Yeah. I would like to point out that I was a young person and you were technically an adult. <laughs> I say technically because I think it really was a technical conversation. And, At that point. Um, yes, and I also remember very vividly you going to get a tattoo with another friend of ours and then needing to come back and tell Robin, your spouse, and that we were all watching because you were nervous about calling Robin about said tattoo. (laughs) And this was before the cell phones, friends. And so I remember vividly standing in a corner mocking you 
buy a payphone by the general store while you called Robin and sheepishly told her what had happened. Yes, but the and the preemptive to that was I had asked her beforehand if I could do it. And Robin said, almost, I'm sure it's quoted, I prefer that you didn't. So that for a probably 23-year-old at that point was not no. That was not no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It is again. And 31, the 31 years, years later, is, I don't know that, that yeah. it would still not be no. Well, I would I would hope that somebody in this relationship has grown. Uh, I and I know, have no more tattoos. Robin, Robin does know that if, God forbid, something were to happen to her, I would be inked up probably the next day. Yeah. Well, I mean, in her honor at minimum. Oh, yeah. It's a Robin down the arm. I mean, she would she would she would love it. I mean, but all the kids when they went away. First things, right? Ink. And they all called me dad. So I'm like, you better tell your mother. And, you know, mm. the first one, very subtle. Second one, I could barely see on, on our middle ones. Youngest. Yeah, it's almost half. It, it, it's probably not really half of her arm, but it's pretty big. And I think it's cool. Anyway. Well, cool, y'all. I mean, that I was trying to remember exactly when we all met and the things. But here, we're going to get to know you all. So I'm going to start off with some easy things first, and then we can kind of see where it goes. One smell that reminds you of your childhood. Either of you go. Eucalyptus. Because um, when we visited my grandparents in the Bay Area, their house was surrounded by eucalyptus trees, which at some point they kind of like removed a few because they're really bad during fires. Yeah, that's yes. the smell. That's like, there it is. Yeah. Eucalyptus trees, uh, for those of you who don't know, have a lifespan and they are, what is that word? That Like they're not natural to the area. But for some reason, somebody came into the Sam Scaberry and planted a bunch of eucalyptus and they, they burn because of the oil. And so they started to take them down. But yes, and it's so strong though, when you walk around and you just like, Woof. all right, Amy Kim, smell that uh, reminds wow. you of your childhood. Well, all it, at first I thought you were going to go to my childhood, which had to do with mentholatum and Vicks. So thank you for that, Laura, <laughs> because that was also like, so it's just so Latine to be like, put Vicks or mentholate on everything, all the things. Yep. And then my husband calls it love rub, which is a whole nother conversation. Oh, okay. Day. I'm going to have to get explicit. Another day. And <laughs> you don't though. But my smell from my childhood would be reef like beans, pinto beans in a pressure cooker. So both the yeah. sound and the smell of that. So delicious and delightful. Mm. Mm. Mine would be, I've always tried to, when I answer this question, be like, what is it? Like it changes, obviously. But recently I've, I got a whiff again of mothballs. And because my grandma, my Chinese side and my grandma used to have mothballs everywhere. And it is such a comforting smell for me because I just remember that's what grandma's closet smelled like. And you like they were out there. I mean, they're they're probably toxic, right? I don't even know what they're made of. But, you know, they're just laying around the house in the closets and everything. I just remember now I smell like, oh, it also is the same smell. I found out that people put in their toilet sometimes, which I was like, oh, that's a weird connection to anyway you know i do remember reading an asian american author who called it the immigrants perfume That's <laughs> and i was like that yeah tracks. no it's yeah it totally yeah it totally uh, yeah, tracks. it's just this love love that smell also tiger bomb but i would run away from tiger bomb because 
my grandma would be like, here, here's some tiger. I'm like, I'm not, no, that burns a hole in whatever you put it on. I'm not putting a tiger bomb on that. It does not solve everything. All right. I'm just going to say one word and you get your reaction. Sports. Meh. I just made a face. <laughs> Bad radio, Laura. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh so it, sports can be very fun. There are actually sports that I enjoy, but I would say that the sports industrial complex in the United States is basically highly exploitative, especially the real money-making sports. And it's a plantation model. Not great. Well, you're not, you're not uh, all up into the major league baseball billionaires against the millionaires, things that are yeah. going labor. This is things me are going not caring. <laughs> This is Laura's not caring face uh, for those of you that will be able to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. What sports, I mean, what sports do you like, Laura? Do you follow any? Is there anything I'm like, oh, I'll go ahead and watch that? I watch live baseball, and we've been living yes. in cities where really the only baseball we can watch without violating our principles of anti racism that would be like the minor leagues because yeah. they're so fun. Oh, yeah. And I fun. like watching soccer, mm-hmm. that's really fun. So um, mm-hmm. now that we have access to Vanderbilt sports, I think I'm going to try and take spousal unit to like some tennis matches. She loves tennis. Really? I am mm. not. I just want to watch you reason. all watch tennis. Oh, yeah. She knows things. Right? Like on a live feed, like mic you up. I mean, during the, the yeah. commentary is constant, as you might imagine. Are people shushing right. you all? Oh, I've never been to a live one. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to talk during it. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be bad. You'd have to do something about that. Good luck with that. Yeah, I, I mean, know we have I to only text. Really follow. Yeah, I only really follow uh, Major League Soccer because we love Real Salt Lake, and then now one of my former youth is their team manager or something or something or other. Anyway, it's all controversial. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, but I also work with someone who has been quite outspoken about the politics of sports. And so I am learning a lot from both she and her spouse and they have a NPR show where they talk about all the things and issues. Yeah, we should get them. Oh, they, they would be so amazing. Fun. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Collab time. Yes. There's going to be a lot yeah, of well, token, token white guests. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he just started cartoon like he does. He does. He's a cartoonist. And so he also published his own book of cartoons called PU Football. And it really chronicles a lot of the shit that went down in various states, especially the one I reside in at a place with a hill and a chapel. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we should totally get them on. They're fantastic. So. Oh, that would be awesome. I will, I will be in touch for me. Uh, so where I, you know, I think sports is one of those places where people super compartmentalize. I mean, we do it everywhere, but sports tends to be, I mean, those, you know, friends from Atlanta, friends from Cleveland, like we're compartmentalizing about baseball, like huge. I went to a baseball game in Atlanta one time with a friend who was super like a common friend and they, they totally got into it. I'm like, like, this is never going away. Like, I did not realize that tomahawk chop thing. Like, it's not going away. Like, there's, It's no longer yeah, official. They actually don't. They officially say they don't like people to do it, but people do but, it. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Yeah. I mean, it was it was wild to be not from there and then be in it. And like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah. I compartmentalize big time. I'm a baseball fan. Oakland A's, that's mine. Women's soccer, do my kids play it a lot, so I'm into that. What I don't get, I do not get college sports at all. I just don't. I. This is where I like, I put a lot of stuff into people's world that they could care less about. And I appreciate that. And that's where when, when football season happens and March Madness is what they call it, right? And when that starts coming into my feed, I'm like, I'm just going to be glad that people find joy in other things, but I do not mm-hmm. get it. I, yeah, I, I, what, one time we had a, a church I was serving, we had a former homecoming queen from Ohio state was a member. And she told me if we lose on Saturday, I'm actually depressed on Sunday and I may not be able to come to church. I'm like, maybe you should come to church. Maybe that'd be helpful. But yeah, I'm, I do not get college sports at all. Well, yeah. and also you clearly don't because right. you need yep. to say the Ohio State. You couldn't say oh, Ohio it's, State. You need to say it's the. You know they Ohio tried to State. they tried to trademark the, and I will never stop making fun of them for that. They they tried to trademark the definitive article. Hmm, I never thought about. Yes. It. I'm going to trademark um, the Bruce Reyes show. <laughs> and we will not be friends anymore. <laughs> End of podcast. It's over. That's been great. Thank you. <laughs> That was like yeah, the most I mean, BRC was... thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you know me well. When I was when I was first serving a church in Ohio, one of the very first Sundays, the pastor got up and said "oh," and the entire stinking con- congregation went "i o," and they put their hands up and did the whole thing. And I was like, "What in the world just happened?" So it's a thing. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, it's weird to me. I mean it I mean I know I'm in culty things. I like I do orange theory. I know cults. And so, you know, I mean I think <laughs> like we had Sorry, we had that t- was for the audience. That was a hard eye roll once again from <laughs> <laughs> We should have a sound you effect. You need a sound effect. Exactly. <laughs> eye roll. I roll. I, my mother got me into Orange Theory, and then she talks shit about me while we do it together. It's very, so, uh, it's very motivating. Is it? Is it? Or it's a just feed toxic masculinity for your mother to be like, "Oh, is that all you can do? Is that all you can do?" What? Yeah, but I like your mom. No, I know everybody loves my mom. It's you know, yeah, same. Okay. We should get our mom. In, in any case, I, I mean it. Oh. Okay, for the the listening public, uh, both Bruce's mom and my mom are pastors in the same presbytery, and Amy Kim's mom is Amy Kim's mom, so obvi, this would be amazing. Oh my gosh. A mama show. Like like the newlywed game where we answer questions that we think oh, and then they we would figure out would, the answers oh, no. and then we're going to need therapy and then we're going to need so booze and chocolate together. and all the food after and our spouses Do you know what my mom home? once said to me when I went to therapy this one time I was like going back to therapy my mom called and was like it's okay if it's my fault <laughs> and I was like such- that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said. That's so your mother. I know. It's mm-hmm. very sweet. I was like, it's not in this case, I don't think. But like, thank you. But the Sarah Diana Loida show would be L-I-T. Oh my gosh. Okay. That got written down. Uh, that, that is a great idea. All right, I, let's keep going. I need to build uh, I know mm-hmm. they're... In, I, oh, good. Uh, I, <laughs> that's true. Uh, here's your next one. 
I I don't get why people like blank. White gravy. <laughs> I don't understand what that is. Like any white gravy? gravy that doesn't that's not like dark brown in nature. I mean like even like biscuits and gravy and like milk gravy like I don't oh, I don't understand like it. Paste. I don't I don't understand it. I never have. Like it's from <laughs> drippings from a cow's udder, not from a chicken or a cow or Yes, you're welcome, Bruce. I know you're doing the silent prayer because Amy Kim just got two. I, <laughs> I, I need a I need a sound effect for Bruce is like, oh, this could go in a lot of directions. Who knows where it's going to go? I've been in enough conversations with Amy Kim that who knows where it's going to go. Yes, I don't understand white gravy either. I'm just like, put more sausage in it to make it actually taste good if you're going to do that. But uh, mine is, um, I don't, I really don't understand pumpkin spice i i like i genuinely it feels like i'm drinking a candle and makes me want to gag every time so that that's just a, mm. a very simple not very but I, what other things uh laura anything i don't get why people like blank oh you know i never understood why people liked friends or seinfeld <gasps> because in my, I just never understood because I lived in New York a little early on oh. in my formation. And I was like, I don't understand how you get all white people and the only diversity <laughs> is like the Jewish people. Like that literally makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. You that would have true. to go out of your way to end up with only white friends. And so I just never really got into it. May have been an early sign on the queerness. Don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to yes. say, I think you would have to go out of your way to have only white friends. I think people do go out of their way to oh, only yeah. have white friends. I think it's actually I, I, yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I will admit, I, I know that Friends is... I, I never got Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld, I never, I never understood mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Um, but I did, we did watch Friends. We did, you know, there are too many good... I mean, I cannot look at a, leather, a pair of leather pants without thinking of the episode with when Ross leathers up his leather, his legs and the leather, leather, leather pants. And anyway, so that's a whole other podcast about leather pants and lotion, but in any case, yeah. So I, I was, when you said it takes, you have to take a long time. You have to try to have all white friends. I remember my kids were playing soccer and we go somewhere in the Bay area and we look at a team and it would be all white. And we're like, you have got to try really hard. Like not even a, an Asian. Like <laughs> I was just like, what? What is going on? Yeah, no, that's that is true. All right, any other things that you don't get why people like? Like, I don't get why people like. I mean, there are a lot of things I don't yeah. get why people like them, but I've be- become aware that it's rude to just make fun <laughs> of people for liking things that I don't like. That maybe we come from different contexts, and I should oh be more gosh. understanding. But I'm still making fun of people inside. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a strong inner monologue that's like, I don't. Oh, we don't care. okay. Well, we're just—it's just because we're just getting started. But yes, okay, that's just well, so we'll, we're clear. Well, but also, so clear. I mean, let's also be clear that all of us still want jobs, and so like we also have to be careful, at least initially, because I mean, you know that like between all of us, when we're in meetings, I'm texting you, like <laughs> the hell, what I, is going on? I do not person? know what you are talking about. Okay. I will tell you one thing that I did that was a little bit like uh, one of these moments. 
so my boss, a renowned senior scholar, walks into the kitchen. This is before the pandemic. I was like, hey, do you have any packets of soy sauce? I think she was just like looking in the kitchen in general. And I was the only one in there. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is not mm-hmm. soy sauce. And she was like, I see you feel strongly about something other than social justice. So anyway, I realized that I'm just like a certain way and I expect certain things. And so I stocked the kitchen with Kikoman and with assorted hot sauces. And then I went back to the office after the pandemic. We're out. I need to go shopping. There you go. Yep. Yeah. We all do feel strongly. That's going to be one of our questions later. All right. So here's the thing. We're, so just as you were saying, you're not going to talk shit about people. Your next question <laughs> actually really is. <laughs> I know they are a child of God, but I cannot stand <laughs> blank. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give you, this is a gimme. This is a easy. Okay. All right. Why does Dick Cheney get to live? And so many amazing, wonderful people. Yes. He is a war criminal, and we all knew it then, and we sure as heck know it now. Well, and he's getting play for critiquing the the Republican Party right now. I just saw a bunch of things like he's just come out and questioned who we are. This is not what it was like when I was involved. I'm like, oh my oh, yes. That yep. All right, there you go. Any uh, any others or Amy Kim, you want to jump in? I know they're a child of God, but I cannot stand. The people who at our conferences or um, worship services think that they can interpret songs with their bodies and they think they know sign language or something and then they do it. And it's so disturbing because it's clearly not American or any other language of sign language. It's basically like what the spirit put into their blessed hearts. And then they're doing it and it's ruined the entire song for me. All of it. Like, and it happens more often than I wish I could actually say. But as soon as I said it, I want you all to know Laura and Bruce just went into a little bit of a fetal position in their heads because they know exactly what I'm talking about. They're very clear. And I know that's terrible. What everybody says, let's do the motions. Let's do the motions. No, don't. Let's not. Let's not do that. Let's not do the motions. Yeah. No. No. And that was a big, I haven't seen it as much lately, but that was a big, big thing for a while. It was like to put motions to every. Yeah. And it just became. We're embodied people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, Mm -hmm. I cringe. I cringe hard. Well, and then it would just give us permission to be middle schoolers again, and not to talk about our middle schoolers, but just to everything becomes inappropriate at some point. I mean, I still remember sitting in the back and people doing fill my cup, let it overflow, mm. and trying to do motions to that, and it just got raunchy <laughs> in the back. So it for so many reasons, does. okay, yeah, there's so many. We need goes. to do a whole episode on just Jesus is my boyfriend songs because those. Yes, are- we do. We though, I yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking. Oh my gosh. I just Jesus, need you to know they're way better in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Most things um, are yes, better Lord, in Spanish. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord is so much better. See, 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 see. God, I hadn't You're even welcome. thought about that one in Spanish. Sweet. Jesus. Oh, I, I heard it at a conference. It was amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So, uh, gosh, I have, well, I'm going to share it anyway. So I was in a conference one time and I don't know if this is the one, Amy, me and I were together at planning, a <laughs> um, planning theme development. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that had 
made the final round was sliding up the mountain. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I, you know, and I'm trying to be like, okay, so I'm the adult in the room. So am I going to be the one that says, okay, here's what's going to happen with sliding up the mountain and back down the mountain. And I mean, it's just like, there's, there's, I mean, I, there's just, for some reason, we don't think about this stuff. I have always thought that every team putting together something needs to have one of us on speed dial or like, just text me. I have the brain of an eighth grade boy. And you just need to ask me if there are any untoward associations that come to mind with this phrase. Do not put come in any theme. No, (laughs) but the other problem is, is that then when you bring it up, people act like you're the naughty one. Right? Like, I'm like, like, horrible heathen are you? I'm way more pure than most of y'all to be clear in my actual actions, I'm just letting you know how some people are going to perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's totally true. My favorite was check your compass and they had it on a big banner and then they put a fern. Um, No, they didn't have a fern. They put the communion table and so said, check your ass. And so then we had to put a fern in front of ass. It was awesome. It's good times. As as we do. So then it was just like, check your Come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? See? And you know, God gave us our sexual beings to yes. be yes. Uh, beautiful and holy. And by holy, we mean fun as hell sometimes, right? Yeah. But like, you don't have to exactly. put that in people's minds during a conference when you're worshiping the Lord. They're yeah. already no, thinking it. it. Exactly. Why would we, oh my gosh, the number of times, what, well, part of me is like, okay, am I, one, I'm not the only one thinking this in the room. I'm just willing to say it. And two, if you're not thinking it, I'm like, huh, interesting. Okay. Who have you worked with recently? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all right. Just, just hang out with my child. We couldn't even get through Christmas Eve service this year. (laughs) Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Or seven. Well, we're night. We're eighteen now, and we can't get through it. It's all right. Wow. We we got. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember that. We got pranked. Somebody logged into our worship service under with a prank name, and now I can't remember what it was. But I had to tell all of our older folks. Okay, go ahead and say it all at once. And they're like, and it took a while. I'm like, no, no, no. And what was like? Don't just say it quickly god what was it but it was a classic prank name um film a crack i can't remember it was one of those i can't i don't i don't remember what it was michael oxmall or something i don't know it was one of those kind of Mm -hmm. um in any case anyway all right so here we go uh let me go to your one more question what do you have strong feelings about these days uh what's feeding your what's filling your feed and i'll start because um I am part of a Facebook group with parents from one of the schools that my kid is at, the youngest. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, to be in a Facebook group with parents of college students is hysterical to me. And I'm like, how, like, at what point do you let your kids go? I mean, it's just wild to, and this closure stuff that's happening and the, you know, and, and, you know, where our schools are going to close a little bit and a couple of them continue to use like incarceration metaphors for their kids. And my kids are at a 
four-year liberal arts school, super high tuition that, you know, I, I get that a lot of these parents are actually paying. So I, I, but at the same time, I'm just like, wow. And, and they're all, you know, this is one of those things that folks, we know exactly what to do. We know exactly how we handle this because it's based off of my individual experience. So now the whole school should go ahead and do this. And it is dry. It is just infuriating to watch them kind of just shit all over the administration and uh you know and they're not perfect obviously but oh my gosh watching i don't respond to anything i always feel like i have to be the chaplain in these places but this one i'm like y'all are it's not not happening so that that has been lately not only just i don't have elementary school kids or you know that that age and all that that's going on but this college stuff is watching some of these parents as if it's the fault of the institution that we have these things going on. Like, yeah. And Omicron is different. And I'm, anyway, so that's, what's been like going through lately. And I had the, these are, that's the place I've had to resist commenting the most in the last couple of days uh, around that. So there's mine for today. Anything you're feeling strongly about these days or filling your feeds up with the, um, lately? I mean, I, I feel strongly about everything. So it's really hard. <laughs> I was going to say, what's not? what's not? What's not? What's <laughs> not? What do I stop hearing about? Nope. Still pondering. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say what? in this current time, I'm having strong feelings about the region in which I live. Not only because I feel a little bit like defensive of the progressives who are from the South and have done super good work, like for generations, you know, people do live here who have been advocating (laughs) for change for a really long time. They've just been like suppressed and gerrymandered and all of that out of the equation. Mm -hmm. But I have really strong opinions about the people here who have decided that they would, according to the title, subtitle of a book by a Vanderbilt professor, uh, live in the politics of white resentment, which is lowering all of our life expectancies, most of mm. theirs, but a lot of ours too. And how they would rather lean into that than say life abundant, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah I, no, would, I think yeah. that's, yeah. I would good say mine's good. super similar because we just have, I mean, I'm in the most, you know, gentrified tourism whatever place that likes to say they're like super progressive and all about the people. And there was a field that people were popping up tents in and damn it, we just can't have that happening. So we're going to have a bulldozer the night before everything dips into freezing temperatures, literally bulldoze people's houses down and not have anywhere for them to go and say that this is all a good idea. And so just that whole like, but we're so progressive, but we love everybody, but we, you know, and what tourism does to people who need places to be. And these are all the people who are working in the hotels. They literally are working all day long and then they go and sleep in tents and find somewhere to shower and then have to go back and help these people. Wonderful children of God, apparently, is how Bruce refers to them. And um, apparently, apparently. <laughs> again, yeah, another sorry. hard eye roll from Laura. Yeah. You and Jesus love, love, love. Blur, blur. I was going to say, um, Bruce tends to be pastoral in those environments. And Laura's like, well, let me tell you something about something. And that's also what I love. So you want to follow someone on Twitter that is the voice of the prophet crying out in the wilderness? 
you go find Laura. You go find Laura. Well, um, also simultaneously being the man, as you know. Y- yes. This is true. You do have you have a long title. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I actually read it multiple times as I was like, I wonder what Laura's actual title these days. I'm like, holy Moses! It's like you were in charge of a lot of things. Yeah, I was going to say how many more. Mm, yeah. Email facilitate that answer emails yes. for said department. Yeah. 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 And then I'm also doing a lot of uh, reading about like the mental toll on children, especially young children and teenagers uh, about just what has been happening. And, you know, I mean, it's all trickle down. So it's also clearly the parents, but just a lot of what's happening and yeah. how we, we just have no concept of the ramifications of all of this and what it's doing to all of us mentally, emotionally. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I think that's, yeah. I mean, I, we've had you know, the rise in suicides in our area and I'm sure around the country of, of young adults. So, you know, Santa Clara University out here just had, I think, three deaths, mm-hmm. uh, two, two deaths by suicide. And um, Palo Alto is actually known for going through these cycles of, of kids here yeah. jumping in front of a Caltrain, which is our kind of our, our fast train here. Oh, yeah. it just, it just, it's terrible and um but i think you're right and i think one we just try to manage our way through it like we're gonna if we just have the right plan we're gonna be fine and and places of privilege like where i am like it really has it's impacted them in this community certainly but not at the level of like we really we we think we're gonna plan our way out of this and we'll be fine uh in six months and i don't yeah i think you're right the toll that it's taken on everybody Grateful that uh, you all you all maintained your health and have avoided COVID at this point. Is that correct for the most part? Yep, but you know, you know, I know, you know, I know. Where I have no interest for those of you that don't know, I had it pretty severely. I have no interest in getting it again, but at some point, I'm just like, well, I guess. But we're we're super locked down again um, for our family, as as one could imagine. It was terrible. Don't get it. Terrible club to be part of. All right. So how can we find you, Laura? What's the best way for people to connect you? We're going to still be in the show notes as well, but uh, where do you prefer people to connect with you? Okay. I Googled myself <laughs> and I'm the only one. Okay. So that's how you can find me. Um, all the three of us are probably the only yeah, ones in the world. Correct. Correct. Yes, we are. Then we're going to um, add Jorge. Then we're going to add Jorge Bautista. And that's just going to mess up. I know. I know. My guess. You um, are going to love him. <laughs> I'm very excited to hang out with him. Probably the most active I am is on Twitter. So you I'm know, I'm pretty L-M-C-H-E-I-F-E-T-Z. lame. Let's just be straight up. I'm pretty lame when it comes all right, to and we'll put all that the in the, uh, That'll be in the show notes. And you Amy Kim, where, what's your pr- preferred space to pretty both Yeah, no. <laughs> but she can't press anything because she uses a rotary phone. <laughs> no, uh, but I do have. Instagram, so Amy Kim's phone number name. is no, it's kidding. K Y R E M E S B A R K S, or the Facebook. Um, though every time I get on Facebook, I feel horrible because Laura has taught me about the evils of Facebook, and so at some point I will get my act together and probably four more episodes in, I won't have the Facebook and I'll only have Instagram and Twitter and, and then Instagram will barely be there. But the thing is, is that's how I keep in touch with my people and my people are so far away. And so it totally bites. So there's another little rant for me. Um, but you can also just come into my house cause I don't lock my door. I know. 
<laughs> yeah. Amy Kim's phone number is and the address is and <laughs> what are you in Toronto? Isn't that where that show that documentary that people don't lock their, their doors? Uh and I'm Bruce Reyes Chow. You can find me at B Reyes Chow on all the platforms. Uh that's so interesting that all three of us, you were if you were to Google are you uh, new watch, to I, the universe? None of us ever Google ourselves. Is this your first um, day on we, Earth? We would be the only ones in the world. I people have said to me, mm. I can't. I, I, I've tried to find you, but I can't figure out how to get in touch with you. And I'm like, then you did actually not. You just lied to me. My kids do give me a hard time. At one point, I did say to a reporter, oh, my God. I did say, well, if you just Google me. And now every time my kids have a moment to slip that in, they're like, well, if you just Google me, you uh, know, you'll be able to. That's apparently why some of you have had children is so you can be tormented forever <laughs> for all of the things you deserve to be tormented. Exactly. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know, as soon as those things come out, you're like, oh, this, no, that, that just came out. All right, all. Uh, thank you all for being here, uh, Amy Kim and, and Laura, uh, for joining for the co-hosting. Uh, for those of you that are listening, what's going to happen is we'll have a guest on. Uh, we'll have a couple of co-hosts and we're going to rotate through. Uh, we are lining up some really exciting people, both in pop culture and politics and just going to talk about a lot of things. So uh, make sure that you do uh, subscribe and rate and all those things and all the places that you listen to your podcast, support us on Patreon so that eventually we can buy coffee for these folks uh, and cover all the production costs and all that kind of thing. Uh, All the links are in the show notes and until next time, we'll see you later on BRC and friends. BRC and Friends was produced, written, and recorded by Bruce Reyes Chow with zero help from his dogs, Vespa or Bernie. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow, like, tag, and share on all the platforms via BRC and Friends or B. Reyes Chow. Thanks for listening to BRC and Friends. <laughs>